Drop it. F U T. F U T. F F F U T. F U T. Hello, footies. Welcome along to your tri-weekly dose of foot goodness. We are foot in review. My name is Dan Wimbush, guiding you through today's episode, which is number 115 of season three. That's 249 overall. It's Wednesday, March the 17th. And if you can smell smoke, well, that's because the foot community is burning down at the moment. It is absolute carnage out there. Um, And we have got a lot to get into. So without further ado, I will introduce the man to guide us through this journey. It is the man known as the teddy bear. It is Grandpapa Mac. It is Chris. Chris, welcome along. Hi, Wimby. How are you doing, mate? Not so bad, thank you. That was the third attempt of the intro. So, you know, we got there in the end. I am dressed here as a fireman. So, <laughs> for all the people fans out there, I hope you're excited. Um, and we'll do our very best to try and straighten uh, this mess out because it definitely is a nest of snakes. It is, well, nest of snakes is certainly one way to look at it, but look, we're going to break it all down. We're going to try and be as fair uh, and as balanced as possible as we can on this show. Uh, We are recording this around about eight o'clock on Wednesday night and information is trickling out overall, uh, you know, every minute on tonight's latest uh, mishap over at EA headquarters. But let's get into it from the beginning, Chris. So we obviously had last week this whole black market issue where the issue of people apparently able to buy icon players from either a rogue EA employee or a compromised account EA came out with a statement saying they're doing an investigation into it and you know it did get picked up in a bit in the press but generally it looked as if things were blowing over then yesterday we had free pack gate where basically people woke up to find that they'd been given packs for no apparent reason. It just said they were given a, a message when they logged into the game saying, we've, you know, we've given you your missing content. We apologize for this, you know, delay. No real clue about what it is. People were getting these packs without reporting issues. It looks as if, and it's not been fully confirmed, it might be something to do with league SBCs but we're not fully sure. Um, EA did put out a statement on the direct communications account. They said, the the community alerted us to an issue where a small number of players did not receive group rewards from SBCs. When providing those players with the missing rewards, we also incorrectly provided some non-impacted players with additional content. Those players will be able to keep that content. Did you get any free packs, Chris? Not a sausage. Not a sausage yourself? No. Uh, I mean, I think... You know, the, the ethos of this podcast has always been critical, but never negative. Um, I haven't been on since uh, Icon Gate. And when I read about Icon Gate, I accepted the fact, you know, that at the end of the day, when money's involved, there will be dishonest employees. There is a weakness of process at EA, but actually that is all that really is. It wasn't the EA's policy that they would give out, they'd sell icons to players. So actually there's a rogue employee. And at that point, if it's the right word to use, I did feel a bit sorry for them. They're caught in the storm. They're reacting to this news. And I think, to be fair, at that point, they've done a good job. I think the statement came out and said that they're investigating, they've found some accounts, they're going to ban people. I think everybody was fairly accepting of that, you know, and they'll fix their processes. So no problem. Then you get Packgate. So it just seems to be compounding and compounding the problem. And then, as I'm sure we're going to go into we're going to go into the statement that they made to the mirror which is just, I must admit, all this, that's the that's one that's fired me up the most was that statement they gave to the mirror. Yeah, so obviously, you know, and th- this is going to be the theme of this episode. It's not just one thing. It's everything seems to be happening at once. Well, we had a little bit of br- a very brief appearance there from Ingvi. So there you go. Very brief. Popped on. Hello, Ingvi, who's joined us live. If you are part of our Patreon and our Discord, you can join the recording live. So, uh, you know, occupational hazard, but glad to have you on board, Ingby. Um, But anyway, as I was saying, it's basically compounded it because it's been all, all these issues cropping up. Now, free packs, the key thing, you mentioned the statement they put out, Chris, and one of the things they said was, you know, the, the, the trust of our community is integral to the game, in so many words, is what they said. And then when people are waking up and finding that people are getting 
rewards. And this wasn't just like little packs. This wasn't like a premium gold pack popped up in someone's account. It was jumbo rare player packs. It was ultimate packs. In some cases, some people even reported they, they had icons. Now, again, was it a few people, you know, trolling? Could possibly be. But it, it became clear that certainly some big packs did get handed out. And it just, it really wrangles you as a player, doesn't it? When you see other people getting stuff that they've not earned. Well, I mean, we had the same situation uh, team of the season last year, where I'm sure it was La Liga team of the season. Yeah, it was. They made a, they made a mistake because I myself uh, got all black, and I always open on on I always open my rewards early because of this exact situation. You may sometimes only get gold players, and then you get your red picks later. But at that point, I got all black, and then they made a mistake, and then what happened was I then got touched taken. <laughs> I've got two goalkeepers. I've got four team of the season for the Liga there. Now, that's fine if you live in Europe or the UK, but we do have people in North America. They're in their beds when the rewards are released. You can't expect guys to stay up to the middle of the night to open rewards. And what happened in that situation was, me, myself, i got four La Liga team of the season players where somebody in North America, only because of a time zone difference, got two. And you've got the exact same situation here. I think, but I believe that people got packs that didn't even expect to get them, and they weren't even due to get them, and they've been allowed to keep them. So again, the community is disadvantaged for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it's just one of these things where you don't understand. Well, look, we we know the reasons why, but as a message of good faith, why didn't EA then distribute? And give even if it was something little like a you know a premium gold pack, just say, look, sorry about this. Um, you know, for all the accounts that didn't get something, here's here's a little something. You know, just build up a little bit of goodwill. It's so easy to do. And look, even if you'd got nothing from it, you could have at least gone, well, you know, I had a chance of getting something. But they don't. I was going to say they don't seem to care. And and maybe there is a, an element of, and this we will get on to, but maybe there is an element of that they are. But a little bit arrogant, and that they will that we will always return. Okay, well, players. On the, there. yeah, well, that that leads us on to nice, and you you touched on it. Nathan Bliss's article um, for the Mirror, where he actually got some exclusive quotes from EA uh, in response, mostly to the black market selling. This was uh, before Packgate, um, and you know they sort of went, it, you know, they went through the usual quotes of what they were doing about the investigation, but the interesting bit came further down when Nathan asked them a question about the fact that pro players had said, look, I need to spend thousands of pounds to compete. Their response to this was the following. This is the quote. FIFA Ultimate Team is a multifaceted game of skill. It's important to note that you can acquire all items in the game without ever spending money, with purchases being entirely optional. Any professional competitive player needs to demonstrate the skills of the metagame in order to be considered proficient enough to compete at elite level which includes trading, economy monitoring, squad rotation, and challenge completion. Although the goal is to win matches, foot isn't just about playing simulation football in the stadium, just as football isn't solely about performance on match day. There are many areas where players need to be better than their peers in order to create advantage on the pitch. Progression is a prerequisite if you intend to be a professional player in any sport, and esports are no different. Well, where, where do we start with that, Chris? Well, I have to say this is a one. This is the thing that set me off, um, and I think it's a case of truth and reality. Um, I actually emailed uh, Nathan Bliss at Esports Nath and said to him, "I, I won't. I didn't. I wasn't abusive to him, but I basically said, look, 'Look, they've made a fool out of you.' And then, to be fair to to, to be fair to Nathan, I asked him if he was going to write an opinion piece. And to be fair to Nathan, he did respond to say that he actually had done a a podcast. Thessalonians on Spotify. So I think, you know, taking the fact that, to, to be fair to Nathan Bliss, I think you don't bite the hand that feeds you. That guy is a journalist, and he's been given a story from EA. If he writes anything else about EA, he may never get those stories again. So that's that guy's livelihood. So I think at that point, I, I probably owe Nathan an apology uh, from that point of view. And I did actually listen to his podcast. Um, but it is truth and reality. The, the, the truth is that I could be a pro player but the reality is I don't have the talent and likewise the truth is as EA says these guys can get this stuff without spending any money but the reality is if you do that you won't have time to practice the game 
And these and, guys don't trade. They need to practice the game. And this is just it. I think this is what rubbed so many people up the wrong way, is that this wasn't a lie. It's technically true, but it completely misses the point. And it, it, it kind of perpetuates a bit of a falsehood. And people have done some great job in breaking it down. Uh, Nepenthe has done uh, a nice video on it, uh, I think, last night. And I've seen various other YouTubers uh, and influencers put out their own thoughts and, and noticeable uh, Twitter accounts as well. But one that caught my eye was Scuds TV, um, at Scuds TV on Twitter. He did a good thread based on this claim that you could acquire all items in the game. Now, I very much encourage you to go and read it. It's you know It's got well over 3,500 likes. He broke it down. In, you know, he picked his perfect foot team. I think it came in just over 100 million. It was basically all, you know, your prime icon moments, greats, your Hullets, Maldini, Ronaldinho, R9. It's 100 million pounds worth of talent. He broke it down what it would actually cost to get those players. Now, long story short, I said I encourage you to go read it yourself, but long story short, it was 22,000 hours of gameplay or based on, you know, your average returns from FIFA points, 80 thousand pounds that is staggering now to, to break it in break that down further twenty two thousand hours is 916 days of gameplay 24 7 basically by the time fifa 25 26 comes out <laughs> you could do it um it's <sighs> but that's what that's, that's exactly my point when it's it's true they are not telling any lies whatsoever. These items are available without spending any money. But in reality, in, in the game that we play, you cannot do it. You know, as I say, that um, Nathan had Zelonius on the podcast, um, his podcast Level Up. And Zelonius said at the start of the game, he invested £2,000. This is Zelonius92 on Twitch, I think is the, the lad's name is. Uh, sorry, and the best he got was Baby and Zaggy. So for him, to, he's a pro player. He has to invest two thousand pounds at the start of the game. That's that he's not telling. I don't believe he's telling any lies. So that's a that's true as well, and that's reality. Unless these guys invest between two and three and a half thousand pounds, they will not have the team at the start of the game, and they will not be able to enter qualifiers. So this idea that they could trade, you know, it, it, it just is not. Uh, possible, you know, the, the game is probably going to be 10 months at best for these pro players. So, how are they going to do it? And what was it, 900 days? It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I think the other thing, as well, that is uh, the big thing about this is, and that the most of the influencers have pointed out, Vizay did a, a nice video on it as well. And I said, Nepenthes meant this is you can't actually get a lot of these players, the best, best, best players on the market because they don't exist. There is not enough supply. You go search for Prime Icon Moments R9 right now, you won't find him. Unless you are sniping and there on the dot when one gets dropped, you're not going to get him. So even if by some miracle you manage to get yourself 25 million, 30 million coins, you can't, you can't get them. So it's not, and you know, how many players are there in, in you know, footing across all the cons, consoles? You know, we're talking hundreds of thousands, if not millions. There's not a million prime prime icon moments R nines out there. So even no. if everybody got that amount of money, there's not enough supply to go around. So it's it really just slaps you in the face. But to a person reading this who maybe doesn't have the experience, the intimate experience of FIFA that we do, if you read that. And you ask somebody and, you know, say my mum, for example, went and read that. And for whatever reason, she was interested. And she said, you know, is this true? I'd have to say, well, well, yes, but no. And then I'd have to basically go into this whole diatribe about why it's not true. And I think it's, it's, it's to be fair to you, they've been clever here. Let's be honest. That statement is clever because if you're not a, a FIFA, mad FIFA player or someone who's really invested in the game, you may have seen on whatever, you know, the mainstream media, this situation where people are buying things for EA, you think, oh, wait a minute, my grandson plays that game or my nephew or niece or whoever pay plays that game, that's not very good. And then 
you see the follow-up story in the mirror and you think, oh, well, that's okay then, actually. It's not that bad. Do you know what I mean? But the reality is that that, that is not the case. And I think that's where they've been a little bit clever. And that's what's annoyed me the most about it. I'm not a pro player, so if I don't get uh, prime moments, I might it's not make a you know, huge difference to, to, to my team. I'm never going to get them. I accept that. But actually, I feel bad for these guys. And these guys who are pro players can't speak out because if you speak out, let's be honest, I doubt very much you're going to be in the qualifiers. Yeah, and look, I mean, I don't know enough intimately about that kind of thing. And look, I, there are obviously high-level influencers that are speaking out against EA, so I'm not going to say that these guys are, you know, cracking down on any sort of bad comment about the game. I, I, I don't want to go that far because they do allow people to speak their mind um, as long as they are, you know, not d- defaming them and, and making falsehoods. You know, I can't sit here and say that statement is a bald-faced lie because as me and you have just discussed, it's not a lie. Um, no, it's not a lie at all, no. So, and, and, and guys like Matt, H, Matt HD Gamer have, have put on his, out on his as well. as he's just, They got taken to an event, I think. I don't know if it's this one or whatever, but he's taken an event and he's explained the fact that as far as he was concerned, that FIFA points are not a great idea either. You know, he's he's been quite open and honest with you as yeah. well and said, look, this is not a great idea. This and he's fair play to that to Matt HD Gamer as well. You know that he he did something like that to the scene on his on his on his uh, videos. But I just think that I think that's as I say that's what set me off. It just annoyed me, and that's I went and actually emailed as I say, emailed the journalist about it from from that point of view because it's, it's it is strictly and not reality. Well, you know, John, Mister Foot Coaching himself, our, our noble lord and leader. Is, uh, asked a question. It says, if training is a skill you need as a pro player or an organisation, why do we get unlocked accounts at the World, uh, the Interactive World Cup, the Eredivisie, all these FIFA events? If don't, Surely they want trading to count there too. You know, also, and he also says, well, you know, where's the trading tweets from EA saying about, oh, you know, presumably he means but, like, <laughs> you know. If anybody also who uses the web app will know, if you trade and you maybe, you know, try and buy a load of players at 300 coins at discard value. After 15, 20 minutes, maybe even not that, maybe even after five attempts, you'll get kicked out. And then yep. you'll get this weird... Um, shadow ban. ...animal thing. Yeah, shadow ban, <laughs> yeah, a weird yeah. animal thing as well. Like you can try and work out. Yeah. Yeah, for that point of view. And then you'll get a shadow ban. So if trading is part of the game, why are people getting shadow bans for trying to trade? Because maybe you're trying to get a player. Let's be honest, most of us do it. You try and do it, we maybe buy you know, 20 players at discard value to make the same amount of coins again. But you get a shadow ban. So if trading's part of the game, allow us to trade. Stop kicking us out of the web app. Yeah, it does. You know I mean, if that's... It drives you mad. It does. And uh, so again, it's either one or the other. We either can trade and then let us trade or just say, look, trade's no part of the game and, and do we have a transfer market? Yeah, and you don't have to go very far in like the FIFA Reddit or the forums to find players that have been banned for apparently transferring coins when all they've done is sell a player and it's unfortunately been picked up by a bot. Um, you know, it's, it's all of these hazards. Um, didn't didn't run the foot market get banned recently as well, incorrectly, mm-hmm. for just doing, you know, so it's there are all these hurdles you have to jump over, you know, and the goalposts just keep moving. And John's absolutely right. You know, I watched the Comnable event the other day and, you know, they were talking about the players that had been gifted to the entrance. So it was clear that the players taking part in these tournaments don't own these players. But at the same point, then, you know, EA is saying, oh, well, actually, you know, if you use these players, you know, it might make the game look, I presume it's because it makes the game better for those people watching um, and sort of maybe levels the playing field a little bit. So if that's the case, what it, do you see what I mean? It, they're, they're, they're talking up on the one hand about saying that, as John says, oh, you know, you need to be good at trading and economy and stuff to be a good foot player. And then on the other hand, they're saying, oh, well, actually, we'll give you all these players when you actually play in the big boy events. So which is it? I just think it's, it's these guys don't invest money at the start of the game because they don't have to. I think that's that's the thing about it is these guys have to invest money at the start of the game for a reason. And that it's, reason is if, if they don't invest the money, they won't get the best players and they won't make the qualifiers. Exactly. Make, and it, yep. 
it's it's the only it seems to be the only where this happens as well you know you don't have to go out and buy all the best guns on warzone to compete or you know counter-strike or league of legends you don't have to do that yes there are certain things you have to maybe unlock through gameplay but you don't especially at the esports level it's you know it's about being the best at the game mechanics now if ea as we've said if ea and i moved the goalpost to say well actually to be the best competitive foot player you also need to be the best on the transfer market but that's different so, so what is your esport is your esport the entirety of foot or is your esport to be the best at fifa and if your esport is the best to be at fifa then why don't you just take it away from foot entirely why aren't you just doing classic mode where you're just playing you know back in the old days where you used to play you know brazil against argentina because I think as well as those, the esports sell as proper as advertisement for these players to allow you then to go and buy. To think, well, I quite fancy R9. I can't do it through trading. How am I going to do it? I can't buy coins, so I'm going to get banned. So, um, oh, I'll buy points. And then that comes back to the fact, you know, if you look at sportsbible.com, that says that EA's net revenue is £5.5 billion. Pounds. But a part of that 5.5 billion, half of that comes from in-game or live sources. So there, yeah. there's, there's, there's to be just, you know, there's a real successful business that churns over billions of pounds in here. And the person who invented foot must be on some bonus. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because that is an absolute money spinner for EA. And this is the dichotomy that you get as somebody that understands this game and also understands the way the world works. EA are a business. EA have spent money to develop this game. They've spent money on licenses. They've spent money on marketing and endorsements. And they are basically free to run their game however they want. Likewise, we as players, they are absolutely correct. You don't, obviously, other than buying the game itself for 50, 60 quid, whatever it is, you don't have to spend a penny to play the FIFA Ultimate Team mode. And you can build, you know, look at all the Road to Glory accounts there. You can build a good team, access the vast majority of content. Bear in mind, let's be fair here, the only players that are out of reach are maybe, what what would you say, 1%, 2% of the players in the game? So overall, your experience of foot, if you don't put a penny in, is going to be 95% of what someone that spends 80 grand is going to be. But, you know, and then, and in certain other games, you would say, well, you know, take it in, I don't know, Halo or whatever. There are certain things where you have to get a certain amount of secret items that's, you know, spend hours trying to find to access certain skins or levels. And, you know, going back to Bloomin' Mario on the NES, you know, <laughs> secret levels and stuff like that have existed, you know. So not everybody gets 100% of the content. But the difference is in most games that if you really work hard and you put in a decent amount of hours, you will get that. That's not the case in foot. So circling back, yeah, EA are a business. They've earned that 2.7 billion in live services through Apex and FIFA and Madden and everything. And that's because people want to pay it. Nobody's being forced to do it. It, it, me Me and you certainly not being forced to pay it. But where this issue gets murky is on the pro aspect that as you've been saying chris that these you know players feel the need to put in the, this amount of money to get to the top of the world and you know you know again i will happily come on to the next show and and point this out if there are lots of pros out there that are saying well actually you know i've put in no money and here i am at the you know final final round of the qualifiers and stuff you know it, it can be done Fair play. But if there are those people out there, they are the exception that proves the rule. But I think as well, though, I think if you look at it, and, and I, you know, there was just recently a load of players banned for buying coins. Verified players were caught buying coins. So if you don't need to worry about coins and you can just trade it easily, why did these guys do that then? Because yeah. they've been caught and they've been banned. So and all right, they broke the rules and they deserve what come with them because it's in the terms of service, you cannot buy coins. But there's a reason why those guys didn't. So if trading is 
made out like, it actually was made out fairly easy to do on that on that statement. If it was easy to do, these guys wouldn't have risked their accounts being banned. But they did. Yeah. And, and there's a reason for that. And it's, you know, the equivalent, you know, in something like golf, for example, if you invest in better clubs, you're going to give yourself an edge. The difference here is that it's like going into the golf shop and putting a grand down and then being handed a random club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not sure if you've got the best, you know, you might get the best driver in the house. You might get the worst one. Um, so, you know, you're standing next to someone who's got exactly the same equipment as you and it's cost them half as much or a quarter as much, or maybe they've had to pay four times as much as you. It's just such an uneven and it is an unfair playing field. It's not standardized. It's not like they say for the pro player pack, even if they, you know, they could label it, they could put it at whatever price point they desired as long as it was level. So if they said, okay, this is the pro player pack, two grand gets you any five prime icon moments players you choose and five other picks from the rest of the player pool. It would then be up to me or you or whoever's the pro player to go, yeah, okay, I'm happy to play that. This is the, you know, I want to be a professional. It's the cost of my trade. I'll do it. But that's not what we're talking about. No, I mean, uh, you know, and it would it wouldn't be so bad, you know, if it was if this had was the only thing that's went wrong this week or even today, to be honest with you. But it yes. just seems to be that this has been the worst week for EA that they've had. I can remember it in this game. Yeah, you know, and so they that... should have took sorry, so they should have took some of that five point five billion and invested it, and in, not just I don't know what they've invested it in because it doesn't appear to be at this point in time. The systems that they've got yeah so let's let's get on because uh, you know we could spend literally hours on this so today's latest carnage uh, and that we hinted at at the very top of the show uh, basically around about six seven o'clock today it seems that somehow the option to debug the web app was left live um, so certain people could go into settings and open the debugging menu that opened up all kinds of op- hidden options that people had never seen before. Various kill switches. Uh, you know, there was a video that you that, you know is going around that shows somebody basically banning themselves and unbanning themselves from the transfer market. Other people digging deeper into the code and options. And the one that's so far, again, this is very much, you know, something that's happened in the past few hours, was there was one particular kill switch that said, and it's called pack odds low percentage localization. Now, Chris, just if you read that, what do you think that means? Well, if I try and go through the jargon, to me that means then that they could either up the pack lock or actually reduce the pack lock. That's what it sounds like to me. What do you uh, think, Wimby? Yeah, and again, this is my personal opinion. Reading that again from an, it's not, you know, just my my two cents that's what it reads to me now the, the the key issue here is that ea have got to come out pretty quickly now and they've basically got to open up they've got to fess up and say what this means now there might be let's be totally fair here there could be a very innocent uh, more innocent explanation for this you know there were lots of things in there like there was a uh, one for in, enable trade offers so maybe it's something that's always been in the back of the code but it's never been turned on for example um so they can quite easily come out and say yeah you know this op- like they did with the dda thing where they said yeah okay this technology exists but we've never used it here's the proof you know, they, they in response to an american lawsuit recently so they could quite easily come out and say here it is here's a full explanation of everything you saw yada 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 it's all above board but do you think they're going to do that? I don't know if people will believe them, sadly. I'm not sure people... I think people have been going back to the, the place of have been burned too many times for this. And I think that's the issue that they've got now, is that the people... Let's be honest, as a community, FIFA players have always been mistrusting of EA. And this week is just really, for the people who believe in scripting and things like that, this is just you know, <laughs> unbelievable for those guys because this proves everything that they've always said. 
and I don't think he, at this point in time, are particularly well trusted within the community. Uh, as I say, when they came out with the statements about the Icon Gate, I was very much on their side. You know, but how many times have we seen the wrong packs? You know, we had the situation yet last night at six o'clock where the player pick from uh, the team of the week, it was all miscoded. You know, yeah. and that just looks shoddy. It looks like they don't care about their game. And if they don't care about their game, then particularly they might not then care about their customers. That's a perception that it comes across as. It may not be true, but it, that is the perception that you're given, you know. And you know, first is, was it? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, you know, you only get one chance to make a first impression. And, you know, after everything that's happened this week, when I put my console on and I look at 6 o'clock see what SBCs are and I see a miscoded SBC then that is somebody who doesn't care about the game, doesn't care about the product and that is disappointing for me So again, we could, we could go on for hours about this but uh, yeah. my, me, me breaking it down here, in terms of the, the low quality of care look, mistakes happen I don't think anyone is going to sit here and say I've never made a mistake in ever. so I can take a wrong badge being added. Yeah, okay, there should be quality checks, but you know what? Bad things happen, you know, whatever. So that's that's one thing. And and I will, will always cut people some slack because human errors happen, yada, yada, yada. What is what has continually confused me, and as I said, I'm fairly new to the world of foot, I've only been playing a year, is the whole veil of secrecy behind it. And it's when the curtain is pulled back like this that it leaves the bad taste in your mouth. Because, as I said, they now need to come out and just say, okay, here's, you know, let's take you through. Do a web video with some of the developers saying, here's what you saw. Let's guide you through point by point. Here's how the game works. Now, of course, there are going to be certain things that they don't want to talk about because, you know, they're, they're patents or whatever. It's their technology. And fair enough. You know, there are certain things they can't. But just go through some of the key points or just run a Q&A. Where are the, where, when's the last time EA did a Q&A about some of these things? And that's what drives me up the wall because there are certain things they change in the game and everyone says, well, why have you done that? And there's no answer. It's, it's like, you know, the secrecy is like, you know, tonight, you know, Chelsea play Atletico Madrid. So it's like going into a, a bookmakers and saying, right, I want to put money on Chelsea winning. What are the odds? Well, the odds could either be 10 to 1 or 1 to 10. But once the game's finished, I'm going to tell you what the odds were. And you go, right, no problem, I'll put my bet on. And then they come back and say, oh, great news, it was 1 to 10. Do you know what I mean? So there is there is a definite... I don't see why they can't just say, look, the chances of getting a team of the week player... Instead of putting in ranges, I mean, let's be honest, if, you know, I think I'm trying to say the long way is if you buy FIFA points and you invest the money, you should get at least X amount of value back in coins. And I yeah. think people would then accept that, look, that's the risk. So I invest, say, let's say it's 100,000K, 100K pack, then you're guaranteed to get 70,000 back. So you're running the risk, you're losing 30,000. But at least you know what that risk is. But let's be honest, you could open my 100K pack and get, I don't know, 20K. And that just seems unfair odds. I think yeah. EA would do would get a real winner if they did something like that. And let's be fair, they do state odds on packs you buy with either coins or FIFA points. You can go in there and it will say chance of team of the year player zero point less than zero point one percent. Again, again, where the the actual you know bad taste comes in is, uh, and Vizay did did a video on this that I think we've mentioned before. You know, actually, the odds are 0.0006 or whatever it is. It's a lot less than one in a, you know, 0.1% yeah. means one in a thousand. Actually, if it's 0.0006, it's, you know, one in 600,000 or something like that. So that's where, you know, like you say, every, the exact odds of every item should be available. I don't care even if you have to go onto the web. To look at it because you know they could say well you know it's not really feasible to put it in you know on your console but you know if you could go and and read the full list fine and that is you know part of the this whole investigation by the uk government and dcms and 
all into loot boxes. So it's a bit of a separate issue. But but again, my my issue is that again, you we me and you can sit here and talk about these issues, and it's not just me and you talking about it. There is dozens of influencers, podcasters, writers. Yeah, people prominent on social media and EA very rarely. The fact that we've spent so long talking about these comments given to Nathan Blish shows you how rare they are. It's not like these conversations are happening every day and we're getting, you know, two or three, you know, opinions from different developers. They never, they don't come out there. They've got community managers and this direct communications thing. And the only thing that ever chirps up is when something goes wrong and badly wrong at that. You know, I would love to be able to sit down in a Q&A and say, can you talk us through the thought process of making more of the league SBCs untradeable packs? Can you talk us through the idea of why you got rid of the players from league SBCs? And I don't care if they give you whatever, you know, answer they want to give, but if they want to say, well, you know, actually we found engagement was only 0.2%, yada, yada, yada. At least I'd have an answer, but I don't get anything. I think secrecy breeds suspicion. Yes, and then it allows it allows it. them people to to come up with conspiracy theories because there's because that vo- a void where the lack of information in this vacuum allows for these conspiracy theories to to grow arms and legs, and then the, the, the community becomes suspicious of EA. You know they're only after for them after our money. That's all they're after. But actually, I'm sure there's guys there who spend hours and work long hours to produce this game. And they do it probably because they love football, you know, but we don't get to hear that from them. And then what happens is the conspiracy theories come out and the suspicion starts to grow. Yeah. And again, I don't want this to turn into a, we're just going to bash EA, EA are evil. No, they do nothing right. They do lots of stuff. And we talked about it on, on the shows we've done together, haven't we? With yeah. things like the Silver Lounge. Great. You know, putting objectives in friendly modes. Fantastic. That's your gameplay itself. Yeah, it could be better, but it's not bad. You know, the way the game looks is nice. The licenses are great. You know, the, the content is, they do give us daily content most of the time. There are lots of things they're doing really well. But it's when all these things come out and it's, it's as you said, it's almost the content, the contempt they seem to appear to have towards the user base that just leaves that horrible taste in the mouth. You know, we are giving them whatever, you know, 2.7 billion in live services. You know, treat us with a little bit more respect, I think, is, is the word I would use. Just a bit of respect. You're always going to get people that are never going to be satisfied with the answer that you give. There will always be the person that will not believe what you're saying or that believes that you're not being front. But at least if you give us the information and, and you know, front up and be approachable, you don't have to answer every single tweet that someone gives you. But as I said, hold a hold a monthly or a weekly Q and A, and invite notable journalists like Nathan in to ask the questions. You know, it's like a you know, it's like a managerial news company. Twenty thousand, you know, you know, Rangers for, for example. You got forty thousand fans in Ibrox, and I'm sure forty thousand people would love to ask a question to Stephen Gerrard about a particular team issue, but it doesn't. It gets filtered down into whatever it doesn't two dozen national and local journalists whose job it is to then hold the, you know, the, the manager to account that this doesn't go on in FIFA. It doesn't, does it? No, because I mean, you, we've all seen managers press conferences, particularly when a team isn't playing well, they have to face the hard question after a game, after the defeat, they're given the hard question. So again, as you I think, I think a live, I think live would be better and not just selected journalists who are going to, and I'm not, when I say this, I don't. I'm not including Nathan in that because actually, if you look at read it, if you listen to his podcast, he is fairly. You know, it's pretty. Uh, the stuff is quite critical of EA that's talked about on that podcast, not necessarily by him, but by somebody else. But actually, no. But the people who are going to ask some tough questions and going to get the proper answers, and then an opportunity to then go back, you know, and ask a follow up question to their answers, and let's get it all out in the open because if it all goes out in the open. And there's nothing to hide then, and nobody yep. can see anything after that. You know, you know the answers, so either you accept it and continue to play the game, or you you move on and go somewhere else. But I think the best thing is to be open and honest with us. Yeah, I, and I, I think that's a that's a, a good way to leave this. Um, I said that's all I ask. All I ask as a user of your game 
is to treat me with a bit more respect, a bit more openness, and tell me what I'm spending my time and money on. Be, just be honest about it. I'm a, you know, I'm a big boy. I can handle, <laughs> you know, if I, like you, me or you, you know, if I go into a bookies and I'm putting a pound on a 500 to one shot to win the Grand National, I know it's probably not going to happen. But at least I know exactly what my odds are. Deep down, me and you know when we open a pack that we're probably not getting Ronaldo out of it. But it's the whole, just front up and just say it's a 0.00001%. So at least it's in front of us and we can um, more rationalise it. And especially for people that maybe don't understand odds as well. That's important. And, and parents and stuff as well. But look, we are getting into dangerous territory of a completely different debate. So we're going to move yes. on. Um, again... well. So it's just you're going to say about Ronaldo there. You weren't going to get a team of the week, Ronaldo, certainly. <laughs> no. And that brings us on to the other thing that has left a bit of a bad taste in the mouth. Uh, team of the week 25, Chris. As mentioned, despite the fact he scored a perfect hat-trick for Piemonte Calcio this weekend, uh, no Cristiano Ronaldo in team of the week. Uh, Lionel Messi also left out of Team of the Week, despite an impressive performance. Instead, the pick of the bunch, uh, there was a 93-rated Kevin De Bruyne. There was an 89 Lorenzo Martinez. Uh, Muller, Thomas Muller got an 89-rated card. There's an 86 Jesus Navas. Uh, and the one nice thing, for those of you who have held on to that one to watch Diego Jota, Jota is he's picked up his second inform. So he's now an 85-rated player if you've not already chucked him into an SPC. So... Uh, yeah, ha- happy with that team of the week or not so much? Um, I just find it, but I just also think it's a situation where it would be clear, clearer to us all as what gets in the team of the week. I've just, I've just looked at last week's, um, you know, last weekend's game there, and particularly Martinez, who's an eighty-nine rated striker, and just wondered what he did instead of potentially getting, you know, instead of getting Cristiano Ronaldo. So, looks of it, Tono Martinez scored one goal in the 85th minute to beat Torino 2-1. But that was it. That's, that's all he appears to have done because the other goal scored by Inter was a penalty by Romeo Lukaku. So, what is the reason that Ronaldo didn't make it? I mean, a hat-trick for a striker, surely that should get you team of the week. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, and again, it's just there's just this arbitrary system you know it's not like yes if Ronaldo would he did get a team of the week item about two three weeks ago but it's not like he was in team of the week last week and I can kind of understand the unwritten rule of they don't get in two weeks in a row but it's been a couple of weeks so why not do it and he's still got room to grow with the season only having six weeks left so look we are in a time without a promo so the obvious well you know you know amateur detective hour would be that perhaps, whether it's foot birthday or whatever the promo they've got coming up next, you would possibly hint that maybe he's getting an item there. If so, fair enough. Uh, and in terms of Messi, yes, he's got a player of the month card out now. So again, maybe they don't want to you know, have people that did the player of the month card feel a bit hard done by, um, by having a, a droppable item and that would diminish their return. But Again, it's just, I mean, what is it? You know, they've done this Team of the Week Plus again. And how many of this Team of the Week are really usable? What, three, four at a push? But but let's be honest. As soon as we seen that yesterday, we knew that those two guys weren't yes. getting in. We almost yeah. knew for certain that those two guys weren't getting in because this, this again, seems to get pulled out when Team of the Week is weak. You know, from, from that point of view. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, the current team and you've got Jose Fonte, that's his name, sorry. You know, he's an 84 centre-back and he's got 40 pace. And, and not still <laughs> Tyler's name, but that is pace. A tortoise right there. You know, <laughs> if you get that centre-back, I mean, I don't know actually know what he does in the game if he's got a 40 pace. I mean, he must look like a post during the game because <laughs> he must look like a corner flag because he can't move. I mean, what what player has forty pace in real life? You know that just can't, that just that's just incredible. You know, forty pace, eighty four centre back. How does how does that lad make team of the week? That, that's a disservice to him. 
you know what I mean? That's a total disservice to that guy. Yeah, I, I agree. And again, I, I'm not palming off the issue, but you know, I think it's been discussed many times on this show and lots of podcasts, the fact that the Team of the Week concept is seemingly outdated um, and it feeds into what we were talking about in previous shows about the reward system and stuff as well. I mean, I actually played Weekend League for the first time in 2021 this year. Um, somehow managed to squeak out 17 wins. And I was really looking forward to my red picks. But other than obviously, you know, De Bruyne would be nice. Other than that, I'm just thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll get some fodder. And that's just sad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to, to, to be, there's a couple of players in there. Um, you know, the guy we've got is a silver, is a well-man, the kicker, swear of a Scottish accent, I'm that guy. He's an 82 uh, right midfielder with 98 pace, 82 shot, yeah. and 87 ton. I mean, he he looks like a really exciting card, 82. So there's a, a decent chance that, you know, you might get him in, 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 in your rewards. Um, Politano, 84, he's another one that's always been quite good fun in the game um, from that point of view. And if, if again, if you've not done some of the icon swaps, the Italian players, he would be a good one to get. Um, you know, I can't believe I'm saying this. Ex Celtic player Kieran Tierney, Whoa. 92 pace left back. Sorry, guys, other Rangers fans out there, but he looks like a decent card. That he's costing 200k at the moment. And then, probably the most weirdest player in the whole of FIFA uh, is Thomas Muller, 89. You know, an absolute unbelievable player, but just never ever seems to fit the game. No, does um, it's a bit like the likes of you know, Harry Kane and. Mm-hmm. Really good in real life, but you just bless them. You can't, you can't work them into your team. Um, I mean, you know, it's that seventy-four pace, isn't it? It just, yeah, just doesn't quite work. I think if you, if you potentially, I know the season hasn't got too long to go, but I think if you're looking at it, you know, if you if you are getting the opportunity to get players, certainly Martinez at eighty-nine, Argentinian, Muller again, German, you may find, or even. I think you might think one of those big nations are concluded somewhere along the lines in terms of icon swaps. Brazil, Germany, Argentina, England. I think one of those guys, one of those will definitely show up somewhere, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And again, it's nice. Uh, I've still got my uh, Jota. So it's nice. It'll be an 85 left wing item. Um, very much, I think, in the realms now of usable uh, with that five star weak foot, four star skills. So it's nice. And Navas is a good right back. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're nice players, but again, it's just a shame that you don't have the, you know, the Ronaldo or Messi, you know, that the, the one that would be a slam dunk in pretty much any team. I, I think even with De Bruyne, I think there are lots of people that would look at this in this entire team of the week wouldn't get in their team. And I think, I think there always needs to be one um, player that's, you know, a slam dunk you know, a big centre-back or even even like a great goalkeeper or something like that. So, but look, we'll see who we get tomorrow. Um, I'm just, I'm just in bit, I'm just bitter about my pack luck. I did the Prime Icon pack today and got Miroslav closer. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, so as well as team of the week, um, it is St. Patrick's Day. So, yes. uh, a very happy St. Patrick's Day to all of our Irish listeners out there. Um, and to mark the occasion, EA have uh, released a new set of Milestone Foundation, which give you the chance to earn three players from the Republic of Ireland in Aaron Connolly, uh, Jeff Hendrick and Daryl Horgan, who plays for Wickham. So the various, it's your standard managerial masterpiece, various different tweaks, but in, in a nutshell, you're going to need to win at least play at least 14 games, uh, and you're going to need at least eight wins. And there's a couple of other different objectives to get you individual players. But Chris, any of these players for you that are worth grinding out? I just find, unfortunately, the managerial masterpiece is just you know it's like a traffic jam at the moment. You know, and you're and if you look at it in terms, I think you've got score Republic Island players. You're going to come up against French teams. You're going to come up against Italian teams. You're going to come up against Premier League teams. It's going to be difficult. Um, I think I would, if I was anybody was doing it, I wouldn't rush to do it this season. I'd wait to start the next season to do it. Save yourself a lot of stress um, from that point of view. I would suggest that you do every objective possible. 
because simply those players will come in handy when you put them in an S icon SBC. Yeah, um, that's the reason for doing it for, for me. I don't think any of these players are going to stand the test of time when it comes to team of the season. Um, but certainly, I would if it was me and I was going to do it, I would certainly wait for the new season when icon swaps are potentially not in the first week and try and get as much of that done as possible. Because, as I say, it's like a traffic jam and manager a masterpiece at the moment. Yeah, none of them massively stand out as individuals. I mean, Connolly, 86 striker, 88 pace, 86 shooting, but he's only three-star, three-star um, with low, you know, uh, medium-low work rates. Um, you've got Hendrick, uh, centre midfielder, Newcastle player, nearly Hullet gang. He's um he's only his pace is seventy five and his defensive is seventy seven. Otherwise, everything's in the eighty. So again, just about usable. Um, chuck an engine on him uh, or a shadow, and, and he'll be quite nice, I think. But again, is he going to displace your basic gold Kante? Probably not. Um, and Horgan as well. If you're running a championship side, um, you know, eighty eight pace, which is nice. Four star, four stars, very nice as well. Finesse shot trait. So, and he links, gives you that, that strong link to uh, Mr. Akin Fenwa if you're trying to work him into your team, that, uh, that rule breakers card. So, uh, and there are a couple of other Republic of Ireland players that have cropped up today. One, since we've been recording a late release SBC that was hinted at in the code but hadn't been released when we started recording, Chris. They actually have released a right back of uh, Spurs Matt Doggerty. So he's coming yeah. in around. He's coming in around about 100,000 coins on Xbox and PlayStation. He, he looks a good player. 80, 88 pace, which is, unfortunately, I've done it the wrong way again. 84 acceleration, 91 sprint speed, which you'd like to be the other way around. Um, only thing I say is agility and balance is in the low 76. So I think for me, you'd have to probably put an engine on him again. For me, I'm, I'm, that's the first two. Have I ever looked to buy a player? Other than pace, that's the first place I look at agility and balance. I like my players to be good on the turn, uh, no feel clunky. Um, so, but he he looks a decent enough card. I think eighty seven. I think it's was it nine nine. You say ninety five thousand. Yeah, ninety five k. You know, if you're a Spurs fan, not not a bad price. And as, as I was going to actually say, just the fact you know Aaron Connolly and Hendrick, good leagues as well. So Premiership yeah. eighty six eighty five. So if there's a high chem SBC when you stick them in. They've got decent links for that point of view. So actually, that, that, that's maybe not too bad a thing. And Daryl Horgan, I think he was up in Scotland with Hibs. He was a decent player, actually, for Hibs. Um, so he's, a, you know, it's, it's definitely worth doing that, that little objective. I think you would, you know, as I say, they're going to be SBC fodder, but the free cards, do every free card you can get, because if the big SBC comes to an icon, you're going to be loving the fact you've got them in your club. Yeah, I mean, and the probability is there have been so many good Prem right-backs released recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going back to team of the year, Trent, who's down below, he's down below 900,000 coins now on Xbox. Um, and you've got Pereira, uh, Cancelo. He's had a couple of cards out recently. So he's got a lot of competition and, you know, but he does give you these strong links, these players that have been released today. Um, you could chuck it. He's got that four star weak foot. So you could chuck him at left back uh, if you wanted a link to Son, uh, maybe his headliner or something like that. So he's definitely got use. Uh, and also, links in well to the final bit of content today, which is the Silver Stars, Aidan McGeady, Chris. I think you, you left the ex-Celtic player to last. When... <laughs> Not deliberate. Uh, I have to say this is the one Sorry, <laughs> silver lunch that I, I won't be entering, unfortunately, because <laughs> there's no ex-Celtic players in my club. So that is one I'm going to miss. But uh, if you want to do them, we'd certainly do them. Silver lunch is good fun. Just he's um, Rangers fan this week. It is, he's actually a, a very, very... Um, he's obviously 74 rated because he's a silver star, but he's actually got more face stats than Neymar and <laughs> Raheem Sterling's 90 rated in for. So obviously, wow. you know, face stats only tell you a bit of the problem, but he's a five-star skiller. He can do the McGeady spin. I was going to ask uh, that. Can he do the McGeady <laughs> spin? He can. Um, he's got four star weak foot. He's got the flare trait. Uh, I'm, I will do him. Uh, I'd be interested to, to try him out, see what he's got. High medium work rates, which is really nice. A really, just a really nice card, actually. Um, you chuck him an engine on him, and he's an 88 rated left midfielder. Um, you know, you chuck a hunter on him, 
Again, 88 rated left winger, right winger. The difficulty you're going to have with him is um, not only is from the Republic of Ireland and there's not too many elite players there, unless you've got yourself an icon, Roy Keane. Um, he's placed for Sunderland in League One. So even these milestone players from the Championship aren't going to help you out. Um, I think there's been a couple of Team of the Weeks from League One this year, but it's a very slim pool. So you're going to need to wrap him in icons if you if you want to get him in your main team. But, you know, as I said, you chuck a hunter on him and he's got 98 acceleration, 99 sprint speed. His crossing without any chem boost is 99. So in terms of just getting yourself a winger, for a, for a free card, I think this is an absolute no-brainer. It'd be interesting to see how he plays in game, but just do this. Um, I don't think it's going to do you any harm whatsoever. Um, but yeah, that's it. And as I said, for the for the foundation milestone players, more in frustration with them. And I apologise to our listeners because it's been quite a few frustrations I've vented on this show. But I just wish that they tweaked, and we've said this before, managerial masterpiece to allow you to actually use these players that you unlock. You know, raise, even if it's, they create a whole different mode, you know, for, for going into the rest of the summer, you know, make it an 85 capped team. So we can, you know, use these players and actually have a bit of fun with them. Uh, the other thing as well is, you know, with these silver lounge players, it would be great if they actually allowed us to do a full team. We seem to be getting the same positions. How many strikers have we had? How many left wingers we had? You know, I think yeah. about two or three right backs. You know, there's been one left wing back, but I think there's been one, one or two centre backs. I'm nowhere ever seen a goalie. You know, and that would be good as well because it's something I was going to mention. The fact, the fact is as well is just being mindful. Of the fact is that McGiddy is a player moments card um, because if you actually look in your milestones, there's something there for the silver players which involves team yes. of the week. Yeah, and we're getting to that stage where if you do silver lounge, you're getting close to that number, and these packs would come in handy for either team of the season or foot birthday, which hopefully just round the corner as well. So that's something to bear in mind. That unfortunately, Giddy is a player's moments card. I think in one of those ones you need seventeen Seven. weeks as well. Yeah. So yeah, just be mindful of that that fact as well. But uh, for a fee card, you know, silver lounge is good fun, so I would do it anyway. But unfortunately, he's just. Uh, Wrong ex-player for me. <laughs> yeah, and that is uh, that is fair enough. I mean, I, I have similar feelings. You know, Swindon and Oxford players, but uh, you know, perhaps not quite as strong as uh, your disdain <laughs> for that, uh, that other team in Glasgow. So sorry, Paul, again. Um, but yeah, I think that just about wraps it up. Again, look, I think it's, it's important to end on this note to say that look, this is at the end of the day, this is a video game, and I think something. That is important to say to everybody out there is if all of these things leave you with such a bad taste in your mouth that you don't want to play and, and you feel so strongly that you don't like EA or whatever, I encourage you just to stop playing. I, you know, I, I'd, if you're not enjoying something and you really object, you know, stop playing and stop spending money on, especially stop spending money on FIFA points. Because at the end of the day, if you are so upset with the way this game is being run and you have done everything, you know, obviously voice your displeasure, you know, write on the forums, upvote things on Reddit, you know, tweet EA, not abusive, constructively join in with podcasts like this. Do everything you can to influence it. But if you get to a point where you're just like, I don't think they're listening, I, I can't be bothered anymore, I would just say walk away. 100% back you up there, Wimby. I mean, I hope people realise it's like the reason that, you know, yourself and John and Ingvi, you know, and Paul all take part in this podcast is because they actually really, really love the game and they love the game of football. And we're only wanting what's to be better, the game to be better. We're yes. never, ever negative about the game. We can be critical of EA, but again, as, as Wimby says, don't be abusive to people because actually it's... A, you know, it's nothing worse than if you get a message, somebody trolling you uh, and, and, and being fairly abusive or swearing at you after a game of FIFA because actually those guys are the guys that should give the game up, as Wimby says, because they're clearly not enjoying it. If the game makes you feel like you want to send somebody abuse who you don't know, it could be a child at the end of the day, it could be on the end of that message, 
or you know, even just a person, it's just a person in the day. Would you say it through the street? If you, you know, have a wee foot to yourself and say, well, this game's not for me. Just, yeah, just put your controller, you know, put, turn off the game, put your controller down and just walk away for five or 10 minutes. Go and watch something else. Just get your mind off it and come back. And look, that th- at the same point, that is not an excuse for the frustrations we have in this game and the frustrations that can lead to the kind of topics we've talked about today are genuinely really, you know, and it's understandable to feel sad if it's something you've invested your time and your money at and, you know, you're feeling let down by the company that runs the game or, or, or other players or, or whatever you're feeling disappointed about. That's absolutely understandable. And there are ways, as I said, to, to vent those frustrations fairly and to try and influence change. The biggest way you're going to influence change, if you are that disappointed with the game and the product, as I said, it's to stop playing and stops especially the easiest thing to do is to stop spending fifa points that if fifa's point sales drop 50 percent in a month because of what's gone on in the past week i guarantee things will change but if people just go if people just sit here and go i'm so annoyed at what ea's done and then you know the promo drops on friday and they go out and load up 50 quids worth of points um, nothing's going to change because why would it? 100% agree, right? Very um, wise words. So, and again, look, I'm not going to, I'm not blaming anyone that wants, I've bought FIFA points this year. I've not bought that many, but I have done it. Um, and yet I, you know, still critical. So you know, I, I will hold my hands. Up. I'm feeding that machine, but I'm not, certainly not going to buy points from this point on because I'm not happy with the returns I get from it. And I've, educated myself as much as I can on the pros and cons and I've decided that's not where I'm going to spend my money. If you do want to spend that money, you're happy with the risks, you're happy with this, it's your disposable income, you know you you've got a good idea what the odds are. Go nuts. But if you want the game mechanics and things like that to fundamentally change, the more you feed that machine, the less they're going to do. Profits have gone up. That's the big thing. People are pointing out how, you know, I see lots of people say, oh FIFA 21 is worse than 20, and that was worse than 19. I'm sorry, people, but the revenues are going up. So even if, if you're dissatisfied, the the bottom line mechanics to the to the bean counters at EA are saying, well, we're obviously not doing anything too wrong because people are spending more money. They're playing more, and it's not just money. People are playing more matches, and you know I'm sure this whole global pandemic has had a big part of that. But I said that's the only way you can affect meaningful change. Um, yeah, as I said, you could voice your displeasure in a fair way, but beyond that, it's, it's it's with your wallet. You know, you walk away from that, you stop feeding that machine, and they will be forced to have a look at it because they will be shareholders. Well, wait, wait, wait a minute, why has foot revenue dropped fifty percent in a month? So uh, anyway, I've rambled for long. There, Chris, anything to say before we uh, before we drop it? Just very quickly to say, guys, thank you very much for those that have left the, the five-star reviews. Uh, Rusty Roar, Finn Beth, uh, McMillney and uh, Nick McCoy, 87. Um, really appreciate it. We're on 14 five-star reviews. If you've enjoyed the show, um, it would be great if you leave us a five-star review. You know, if you come on and write a review that we're talking absolute rubbish tonight, that's fine. Please just leave a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. That gives us greater visibility as well. And then if we get greater visibility, we'll get a bigger audience. And then, you know, let's get the message out there. So please, if you can get a chance, leave us a five-star review. Absolutely. And if you want to, you know, if you have got some money and you say, I'm not, why not join our page? Uh, it starts as little as three pounds and it gets you access to our Discord, which is a fantastic community where you can, you know, vent your frustrations and, you know, talk about the game. And, you know, you get fantastic advice from the likes of John at Foot Coach. You get discounts with foot, at footcoaching.com as well. Uh, if you do want to improve your game, uh, John, you know, the testimonials are, are piling up from, from John's work and the fantastic stuff he does there. So, yeah, patreon.com forward slash foot in review uh, for all your options. But as Chris said, if you know, we appreciate the times are tight and, you know, Money is finite, but if you just drop that five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, whatever it's called these days, iTunes back in my day, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it very much helps us out. And obviously subscribe to the podcast as well, you know, every download. And yeah, just mention this to your mates. It, it, it's very much appreciated. But 
Chris, a, a massive thank you to yourself. Um, it's been a long one, um, but thank you for uh, being with us. No, no problem. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. And uh, with that, and that uh, that just about wraps up today's show. So what to do, Chris? It's time to drop it. Drop it. Drop it. F U T. F U T. F F F U T. F U T. T T. Interview. F U T.